0: Welcome, you're listening to the Voice of Vedanta podcast from the Vedanta Society of Southern California. Visit us on the web at Vedanta.org. O <coughs> Madhura Pavitram, murting, Om shanti, shanti, shanti. We bow down to Christ, whose sweet, simple words reveal the truth of God, who though crucified is immortal, the Son of God, who is pure, purity incarnate, born of Mary, the friend of all, the Lord of the lowly, and supreme love personified. We salute Him again and again. O peace, peace, peace be unto us. Happy Easter. Get to see you all together today on this auspicious day, though it was not that auspicious when you see of the suffering of Christ, but it is auspicious for us who want to live with Christ. <coughs> So here the foundation of Christian faith is depending on the three principal truths. One, it is the birth of Christ, the immaculate birth, and the life of Christ that is more important. Secondly, it is the death, physical death, and third is the most important thing, as resurrection. Christ lived the perfect life and life of righteousness that ordinary people of the world cannot fathom it, cannot reach that flight of perfection, of righteousness. And he suffered the pain of crucifixion. And for the purpose of whom? For the purpose of redemption of this world. Not one person, two person, but for the whole world. And he rose from the dead. That first Easter morning. And He proved that he is still there for the good of humanity. Three times. First, with Mary Magdalene. Then, Christ appeared in another form with two of the people walking along their way to the country. And when they talked with him, he was not present only, he talked with him, he lived with him, walked with them. And they returned and told them who, what they have experienced. And the third time, as all of the eleven disciples were at the table, (coughs) and Christ appeared to them and rebuked them for not believing the presence, the appearance and for their hard-heartedness to accept that. So this is the overall picture as we got it. If we read the gospel uh, there are of course various versions but we can get a little glimpse of this what actually has happened. It is The ignorance of people, in the the scripture it is said, in Hindu scriptures, that, that Jalma Karma Chamedibhyam, my birth and my activities, actions, are all divine. And because it is divine, ordinary people cannot fathom that and cannot think that that absolute God who has no other purpose but to redeem us comes and tries to help us. But we reject, we misbehave, we treat like an ordinary man. It is said that in the Bhagavad Gita these are all repeatedly said the people, ignorant people, mudha, those who are ignorant, who have not that purity of the heart, they ignore me. Abhijananti mang mudha. Because I take a ordinary human body like them. Manushin to Manushin means human. The human body, because I take a human body. And they do not know parang bhāvam ajānanta. They do not know the supreme background of me, the eternal ground of my personality in which I am connected always. Parang bhāvam ajānanta bhutam. I am the Lord of the universe. But these ignorant people never knew that. And they treat me like an ordinary man. And that is the suffering of the Lord. See how much God loves us. Knowing fully well that this torture, this misunderstanding will be there in the masses. And masses rule the world everywhere. Ignorant masses everywhere. They rule the world, no? And there are few people who are very pure in heart. They can acknowledge, recognize, and adore. But their voice is so feeble. The non-believers or those who are impure in heart, they rule. So we find that the story of in the, in this, this type of happening is going on whenever God comes into the human body and they had to go through so much of distress and pain. We have to contemplate what this resurrection of Christ means to us, especially to us, what we can. Two points. One point is that God comes down and takes a mortal frame For our redemption suffers so that we are liberated. How? And they show us the path towards the freedom and perfection. Do you want liberation? You will be Do you expect praise of the world at the same time and come to my path? You have to follow my path. And my path is the path of Enduring the capacity to endure all these sufferings which ignorant people will induce upon. That is the second point. second point is that he comes and teaches us how we have to endure the suffering in life which are unavoidable and keep our peace and tranquility and joy of the mind. And we have to understand that we have an eternal, deathless reality behind this physical frame. So this is very important point to know. Why, why God comes to take this difficult path, which is so difficult for us to imagine even. That because this path, people will think of this incident, every year, every moment if they can think that what is the path of spirituality. It is only few can recognize a person who is following the path of spirituality. People will ignore, people will ridicule, they will cast aspersion are you strong enough that you love God and withstand that? Are you ready to face all the challenges of life for attaining that union with the divine? So these are the teaching which you can learn from this unique life. And moreover, the, our doubts and confusion is so deep. We see, but we don't see. This is also another example. Uh, Even God appears before us, we will not be able to recognize, rather we will behave the same way as he was treated. So, uh, I do not see it, I feel it, but we have to understand God is here and now. This resurrection is not in the resurrection. Only it happened during the period of Christ's ending, physical body, when it was crucified. It is happening now. It is possible now and here, the resurrection in the heart. It is a big question. Is this resurrection which happened when Christ appeared? Is it in the physical eye or it is in a spiritual plane of the mind, uplifted state of mind. This, this is a big question. That I, but I don't see. I don't feel it. I don't accept it. So if you find that this story goes how, let me read from the Bible itself. There is little, broader description. So, Jesus, then, I am not going back to the story, his physical body was dead on the cross, and then burial was done, and we find, on the first day of the week, at dawn, the women came to the tomb, bringing the spices, they had prepared. They found the stone. There is a blockage of stone. When they came, they found how can we enter and anoint the body? It's a big stone, but see, they found that stone rolled back from the tomb. This is a big significant word. That blocks our vision and experience, that stone of separation, heavy. It takes whole life spiritual practice to remove that stone, which we are t- talking about meditation practice, going to holy places, eh? De- doing all our all our austerities, fasting, uh, chanting, singing. What we are doing only to create an environment that that, the stone will roll automatically off. And when it rolls off, that means your vision is clear. And when it happened, but when they entered the tomb, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were still at the loss over, what to think of this? two men in a dazzling garment, I am reading from Luke, stood besides them. Terrified, the women bowed to the ground. The man said to them, why do you search for living one? The word is L capital and O is capital, living one amongst the dead. These are all dead. We are all dead. Spiritually dead. Do you find the living? That's spiritually eternal awakened consciousness here now? Why are you searching here? That's also a very significant one. Why do you search in the dead? You want God? God and mammon don't go together. You want to search God? Go dive into your own self. Be pure. Why are you searching amongst the dead? in this world of duality, in this world of conflict, and jealousy, and hatred, and power, and position, and money mongering, and all these evil uh, uh, things of the world. You cannot find it. So he said, the the angel said, that why do you search for the living one, capital L1, among the dead? He is not here. He has been raised up. Remember what he said to you while he was still in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of the sinful men and be crucified and on the third day rise again. With this reminder, his words came back to them. So they saw the angels, got the message, don't search him in the dead. You are totally insensitive of spirituality. Those who are engrossed in the world, all the Upanishadic teachings, all the Gita's teachings are always hammering on this point. Have holy company. Go to the place. Live that life of purity and sanctity. Clean your heart to see the divine. That is the blessing. But the angel, the bright luminous reality which is close to god they guided and no, you don't don't search here and that was that was exciting news for the world to come hey you want god this is not the way search here and mary magdalene was excited and she went and reported to the disciples but they didn't believe so he says that on their return from the tomb, they told all these things to the 11 and the others. The women were Mary Magdalene, Joanne, and Mary, the mother of the James. The other women with them also told the apostle, 11, but the story seemed like nonsense, and they refused to believe in them. See? Even someone having that experience comes before us and tells us, who are they? They are not ordinary people. They lived with Christ. They are the apostles. Even there is the question of doubt. That's why our Vedanta teaches that eh, unless you become pure, so pure and so perfect that your mind is clear. Unless you have that vision and experience of oneness with the Divine, your doubt will remain. Kshiyante chasya karmani vidyante hridayagranthi. Tasmin paravare. Unless you see that para, the Supreme, which is beyond all limitation, if you reach that, that para Abara, your doubts will not go. And your karma, your own impression, your own way of thinking, your own way of passionate movement into the world of duality, will continue. shiyante Chasya Karmani, his all karmas will be clean and will be destroyed and only that moment when you can reach that purity when you can see that supreme truth and supreme reality So here he says that and that two of them now another story this is very description that first of all when the Magdalen and the other two ladies went and reported that we have seen this there is a stone we do not know how we'll remove this stone a blockage it rolled down automatically miraculously and when we entered we found there is this sepulcher and on the right side and left side there was two angels and they told they with a the bright light i found our eyes were dazzling and we got this message no 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 he has reason and go and find him that means now He has risen from this death. Death to immortality. This beautiful message has risen from death to immortality. Let me share with you there is one message in the... Now things are here. (laughs) Let me see if I can get it. There uh, there is a uh, In the church. In the church uh, of, let me, where is that church? (laughs) Ah. From darkness to light, a Hindu mantra during the Easter vigil. And that is expressed in American magazine. And let me read a few lines from there. From darkness to light, a Hindu mantra during Easter vigil in all things. It is Francis Clooney, a comment, from darkness to light. Cambridge, Massachusetts. At the vigil tonight, in my neighborhood, church, I go to my regular parish in the morning. I enjoyed, as always, the first hour in particular, the actual vigil, the light of the new fire, the light of the candle, the exalted chant, and the meditative hearing of the several of our great founding stories of Genesis, Exodus, Isaiah, and Isaiah. It is indeed a holy night when Christ passed over, taking us with him from darkness unto to light and death to immortality. It is not surprising then, for me at least, that I would think of the Brihadaranyaka Upanishad. It is Francis Clooney who is writing this. And he he attended the church, and he's talking about that which I am teaching in the semester in Harvard, and on which I posted a reflection just two days ago. How could I not think, in particular, of the famous mantra chanted that occurs near its beginning: Ashatuma sadgamaya, tamashuma jyotirgamaya, ma amritangamaya. From what is not, lead me to what is. From darkness, lead me to light. From death, lead me to what is undying. That is under Brihadaranyaka Upanishad, translation by the writer. In the Upanishad, this is a mantra that the patron of the sacrifice, the lay persons who causes it to be performed by his benefiction, benefaction, is to chant softly to himself while the priests are singing aloud a set of seven purification chants. You can listen to the mantra in many places, including here. It is If you tap, you can have it. But I am not going to that. The context is rather complex. But in brief, this chant comes at the end of the chapter of Vrhodarana Kupanishad 1.3, which is a meditation on life, life's breath, and the transformative power of the sacred utterance as an expression of the deep life force within us. The chant is termed as the ascent that leads the person chanting from this world, what is not, what is dark, what is mortal, to the divine world, and what is, what is light, what is immortal. Shankara. The great commentator explains at the same length the process of assimilation to the gods that occurs here as a person chanting comes, for a moment at least, to share their highest way of being. It is a prayer for passing over to a new way. I ended up repeating to myself the Sanskrit words, in this case quite clear and easy, during the exalted and exalted, and during the reading in the still darkened church as we all held our small candle in the dark. Surely not what the Upanishadic authors could possibly have imagined, and yet something of a similar counterpart, a soft inner chant by an individual amidst the singing by soloists and their choir. Everyone heard the choir, no one heard me, and of course The prayer appears all the more appropriate if we think of what this holiest of night is all about. In creation, what is not comes to be from darkness of sin. We enter the light of God's love. And as Christ is raised from the dead, we too pass over, pass over from death to what is undying. Or as the exalted puts it, please the, this is the night when once you lead your forebears, Israel's children, from slavery to in Egypt and made them pass dry shod through the Red Sea. This is the night that with a pillar of fire banished the darkness of sin. This is the night that even now throughout the world sets Christian believers apart from the world vices and from gloom of sin, leading them to the grace and joining them to his holy ones. This is the night when Christ broke the prison bars of death and rose victorious from the underworld. So these are the idea of what he has given from the Upanishad and uh, let me go to one. Pope Paul went on to make clear that he knew what he was doing. He says that in a time of historic change, both globally and in India, this is a prayer which belongs also to our time. It is a prayer that should rise from every human heart. Given the crisis facing all human beings, we must come closer together, not only through the modern means of communication, to press and radio, through steamship and jet planes, we must come together with our hearts in mutual understanding, esteem and love. We must meet not merely as tourists, but as pilgrims who set out to find God, not in building of stones, but in human hearts. This was surely a case when a Pope is leading the way, even before, quote, Nostra Atita Nostra Ateta was written, Pope Paul would be happy, I think, to see his words echoing down to the decades, even until tonight. Surprised, but also happy. And ultimately, Personally, I would think this great step forward, a gift generously given and received across the religious border. We need borders but borders that are open, not barred with high walls of hostility. In Advent, I encourage my readers to study the Quran. I am delighted when I hear Muslims who study the New Testament with care. Several years ago, I asked readers to learn from the practice of yoga in Lent. I would be happy to hear of the Hindus adapting the spiritual exercises to their own spiritual needs and so on. I admit that theological questions remain about the finality of such prayer, or how there can be space at the Easter vigil, on this most holy night, for a priest in the pews recollecting the words of a Hindu mantra. Most parishes do not anticipate this, but it is not a bad thing to leave aside the harder questions when in church pray, act then later on inquire the theologically. If the prayer takes place and if there is some benefit to it and I found it right and holy tonight, then later on we can find ways to face up to the difficult of the theological questions. So ultimately what he said, this is the conclusion. He says, Moreover, it is terribly urgent in today's world that we take step to bring our traditions together in deeper, more intimate and personal ways. Too many of our politicians, would-be political leaders, are rushing to ape the political leaders like some name has been given and will build uh, a building and the military, mean, militarizing our own culture, etc., But anyhow, the question is that what Francis Clooney uh, is talking in the uh, thinking, that it is the, the lead us from mortal to immortal, seen to light, which is the Vedic chant, we do chant here. Uh, Oh Lord, lead us from Uh, death to light. Lead us from the unreal, which is changing to the real. Lead us from death to immortality lead us from darkness to light and illumination. That This is the Christ resurrection which meant to him. And it's a very beautiful article how he has related these two concepts together. Now, I was talking about that even God comes and someone tells us, hey, I see God, I have seen the presence and I have heard, I am convinced. People don't listen. Ramakrishna said, Ramakrishna said, I have seen God more palpably than I talk to you, I see you. But people used to think he is a crazy guy, <laughs> so he has something problem in his head. So he's disillusion, illusion, his illusion, or his in in just misconception of the things. So here again, second point: the two of them the same day were making way. I'm reading because it is a beautiful description how we can think that God, Christ walked with these two people and talked with with them and at the end they could understand it is Christ was with him. and then they came back to give the same message to the 11 people that time also they were not convinced so this is the thing how our mind is not receptive to the reality it is really to understand that point So two of them that same day were making their way to a village named Emmaus, seven miles distance from Jerusalem, discussing as they went all that had happened. In the course of their lively exchange, Jesus approached and began to walk along with them. Could you feel? It has been crucified the other day. And they observed those things And now with a very sad heart, they are going back to their village, seven miles away from Jerusalem. And that time, Jesus approached and began to walk along with them. However, they were restrained from recognizing him. It's God's play, you can say. You you are walking, but God will not easily uh, give you the access to recognize. So what happened? He said to them, what are you discussing as you going away on your way? They halted in distress, and one of them, Cleopas by name, asked him, Are you the only resident of Jerusalem who does not know the things that went on there these past few days, what is happening with Christ and crucifixion? He said, the man said to them, What thing? They said, All those that had to do with Jesus of Nazareth, a prophet, powerful in the word and deed in the eyes of God, and all the people. Twenty, sorry, how our chief priests and leaders delivered him up to be condemned to death and crucified him? We are hoping that he was the one who would set Israel free. Besides all this day, the third day Since these things happened, some women of our group have just brought us some astonishing news. They were at the tomb before dawn and failed to find his body, but returned with the tale that they had seen a vision of angels who declared he was alive. Some of our number went to the tomb and found it to be just as the woman said, but him they did not see. There then he said to them, What little sense you have! How slow you are to believe all that the prophet has announced! Did not the Messiah have to undergo all this so as to enter into his glory? Beginning then with Moses and all the prophets, He interpreted for them every passage of scriptures which referred to him. By now they were near the village to which they were going and he acted as if he were going further. But they pressed him, stay with us, it is nearly evening, the day is practically over. So he went into stay with them. When he had seated himself with them to eat. He took bread, pronounced the blessings, then broke the bread, and began to distribute it to them. With that, their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, whereupon he vanished from their sight. They said to one another, Were not our hearts burning inside us, as he talked to us on the road? and explain the scriptures to us. They got up immediately and returned to Jerusalem, where they found the eleven and the rest of the company assembled. They were greeted with the quote, The Lord has been raised. It is true, He has appeared to Simon. Then they recounted what had happened on the road and how they had come to know Him in the breaking of the bread. Is it not a very fascinating story? See, the Lord Christ himself, not only reason, but because they are lamenting for God, because they are thinking what a painful thing has happened for the Lord. And then he was walking and he's talking. And after talking, he invited at their home. And then at their home, they brought a bread And Christ broke that. And proving all these things, he disappeared. And that message was brought to the eleven disciples again. But they could not accept them also, because it is not, they are not seeing the thing. And now Jesus appears to the eleven. While they were still speaking about all this, he himself stood in their midst these two people went back and reporting to the eleven and while they were reporting and what happened that time in that midst and said to them the christ came and he himself stood in the midst and said to them peace to you quote in their panic and fright they thought they were seeing a ghost So be prepared. Even God comes, we may be freaked out. (laughs) Am I seeing the real? Or it is a ghost? See? Really it is a... That's why it is said in spiritual life, we need our spiritual practice. Deep, profound spiritual practice is necessary. It will not happen easily. Even if it happens, we will be freaked. We will be doubting. We'll be running away from that ghost. At least that ghost will kill us. (laughs) It's a very, very, very important point in which in Hinduism has been emphasized again and again. That's why in our tradition we don't give some easy uh, easy God realization with some penny or pound. No. It is not. It is given to you and you are to work on, on that. You are to pray, you are to meditate, you are to do and make it your own, clean the mind. Then when God's appearance will be there, you can recognize, you can enjoy, you can feel the presence. Ramakrishna had the vision of uh, the Divine Mother, eh, calling him uh, hard as God, my, the Lord, no? And when it appeared, he didn't freak out because it was there is so much preparation. Unless your mind and body is pure enough to contain that purity, we will be fit. We will run away. So this is the important message what I want to... this Everywhere we read these stories, but if we read in depth, we can get few very important points, salient points. What we can do, reading this book is on an ancient story. We should not be satisfied there. We should bring into our life that resurrection. And there we find that even the holy people, all the spiritual texts are talking about God-realization is possible. Swami Vivekananda said, "Eh, this religion is realization. It is not talk. It is not intellectual thing. It is not doctrine. It is not dogma. But it is realization, realization, realization. Who listens to that realization? And who is working on that? And... That is the point here we find. And then when he appeared, when they freaked out like that, he said to them, Quote, Why are you disturbed? Why do such ideas cross your mind? Quote, And look at my hands and my feet. It is really I. Touch me and see that a ghost does not have flesh and bones as I do. He has to come down so much to say that, being present, the divine. But to say, Hey, touch me. I am not ghost. See, I have a place and bone. Could you believe what a grace, what a compassion to come down to our level? God comes down to our level. That is the grace of God. And that, to reach that, it is not a story, it is a reality. We find that some similar stories in Ramakrishna's life, in Holy Mother's life, in Swami Vivekananda's life and others. I will go to that. Only I end this reading. Then he said, As he said, He showed him his hand and feet. They were still incredulous for sheer joy and wonder. So he said to them, quote, Have you anything here to eat? Ends. They gave him a piece of cooked fish which he cooked and ate in their presence. Then he said to them, Recall those words I spoke to you when I was still with you. Everything written about me in the laws of Moses and the prophets and Psalms had to be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to the understanding of the scriptures. He has to open, that's quite now about parallel example in the Upanishad it says yam eva no that spiritual wisdom is available to that person on whose God's grace descends and he opens up. Hmm? So it is God's grace is necessary, but your effort, your effort is first important, and then God's grace will come and that will open the truth. So so much similar to the Vedantic message of the Upanishads. Only these are not touched and these are not focused and these are not allowed to given to the people so that they start practicing and become living saints. He says that, he said to them, thus it is written that the Messiah first suffered, first suffered and rise from the dead on the third day. In his name, penance for the remission of sins is to be preached to all the nations beginning at Jerusalem. You are witness of all these. I send down upon you the promise of my father. Remain here in the city until you are clothed with power from the high. And then ascension. Then he led them out near Bethany and with hands upraised blessed them. As he blessed, he left them and was taken up to heaven they fell down to them to him reverence then returned to jerusalem filled with joy there they were to be found in the temple constantly speaking the praise of god so this is the recorded story and see how much deep implication is there on the easter easter is so important It is not that it has happened one time, it is happening today also. Those who are pure-hearted souls, they see, they feel the presence of the Lord here and now. So, it is, we find that it happened that Sri Ramakrishna, when he passed away, uh, Holy Mother that was grieving. And when Holy Mother was grieving, Sri Ramakrishna appeared. Sri Ramakrishna said that why did I go? I was in this room and now in the other room. Why are you grieving? Why are you taking away your all the ornaments and things as is the custom of the time for the widows to live like a simple person? So Sri Ramakrishna said that, that that is you you have to feel that I am here. Another time Holy Mother was in the train going to some distance and she has some holy amulet in her arm and she was keeping it outside the compartment. That means to the windows little outside. Sri Ramakrishna appeared and warned not to keep it there and she had the second vision. Sri Ramakrishna appeared before Narendra, Swami Vivekananda, to start this monastic organization and asked, bring all the children who are around me and start a place where you sit, meditate, pray and realize God and preach that message to the world. And he appeared to a devotee who used to give some money for his during Sri Ramakrishna's uh, lifetime. And the same money asked him to give to these young children when they gather together for their nurturing and renting of the house and doing like that. It's a direct experience, direct direction given, appearing again and again for the good of the humanity. It is not for any personal, any, any motivated activity. This, this Ramakrishna order is a worldwide organization in this country we call vedanta society but it was started by sri ramakrishna when he left the body appeared before this devotee Suresh mitra shuren and another sami vivekananda joined at the same time and instructed to make a place where the devotees will come and these boys will be deeply engrossed in the pursuit of god realization and make that realization tangible so that that benefit will go to the world. And you see that after Ramakrishna's passing away till what has happened it, this organization is selflessly trying to give this message of holiness the message of purity message of divinizing our character and to see God. Ah. So this is the purpose. Swami Vivekananda passed away in Belur Math, Calcutta and our another Swami, Shoshi Maharaj, Ramakrishnananda, he was his brother disciple, by that time, started a center, under the instruction, of Vivekananda, in the south India, he saw there, eh, that, Samidhi appeared, and just like a living person, eh, talking to his, another brother, monastic, said, you see, Soshi, I cast away my body, eh, and spitted, like, like I, I, Spat it out. And he was worried. And then he got the message. Telegram came that Swamiji Vivekananda has left his mortal frame. Akhurnananda. Swami Akhurnananda, another brother disciple. He was very much in pain due to bereavement of Swami Vivekananda. Because he's so close, such a spiritual friendship. And he, he was thinking that what's the use of this life. So he was walking. And in the tram line in Calcutta, he was thinking that I will, I, will, I will die by falling before the tram car. And he was really, he was he came to the tram car and suddenly found that Swami Vivekananda appeared and overwhelmed, lost his outer consciousness and the standing like that and the tram driver was so annoyed, <laughs> he came down and making all the sounds, get out, get out, get out, but he is not there. He is almost unconscious. Then he pulled him out and said, Are you mad guy standing in the middle of the tram rail, rail lines of the, lines of the tram car? And then pulled him out. That vision, a tangible vision. So you can, we can find uh, so many, uh, incidents like that happening. That means God when he comes, he does not come for a particular time, but comes for the helping the humanity for time and time on and on. So, what we learn out of this, that God vision is the goal of life. Resurrection of Christ should be in our heart. If it is in the public, if we think that these resurrections actually happened in the public, then everyone would have seen Christ. And even if you see, you will not be able to recognize as the two people, Christ walked with him, with them, talked with them, gave instructions, and sat with them, broke the bread, and asked them to share with it, and till then, they didn't understand it is Christ speaking. So it needs our own effort, serious effort. Uh, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Or, close your, uh, Go, don't pray like the publicans as the publicans do. Go, enter into your closet and sit, you and your beloved. No? So there you dive deep into this message is to be followed. Then only the appearance will the Lord be in our life. Thank you all. <laughs> Shanayaashinevai namo namaha, Om Shanti, shanti, shanti. Our salutations to that great renunciate who is like a blazing fire in the fire of renunciation, who gave the message of the Lord to the whole world who is the messenger of the Lord, that Jesus Christ, we salute him again and again. Om peace, peace, peace be unto us all. You've been listening to the Voice of Vedanta podcast from the Vedanta Society of Southern California. Thanks for listening.